decision to start allocating toward Bitcoin uh, when Bitcoin was at 10,000. Um, it's, it's a little more challenging uh, with the current price closer to 20,000. Uh, amazing, you know, over a very short period of time how big of a run-up we've had. Um, but having said that, uh, our, our fundamental work shows that Bitcoin uh, should be worth about $400,000. So, um, you know, we're going to, even if we had uh, the ability to do so today, we're going to monitor the market and uh, uh, see how trading goes uh, on right. valuation, but ultimately yeah. look to buy it. Scott Miner, we want to delay the Fed press conference for this comment by you. How do you frame a 400,000 uh, Bitcoin? How do you get from where we are now out to 400,000? Is it just based on scarcity? Uh, yeah, right, Tom. It's uh, based on the scarcity and relative valuations, such as things like gold. Uh, as a percentage of uh, GDP. So, you know, there, Bitcoin is actually uh, has a lot of the attributes of gold um, and at the same time has an unusual yeah. uh, value in terms of transactions. Right. Mike McKee emails me, why are we talking about BitDog while we've got a Fed press conference going on? McKee, jump, jump in here and save this Fed You, you know we're going to get emails, Tom, <laughs> from people about Bitcoin. What is up, freaks? Welcome to the first ever Citadel Dispatch, joined by our special guests, NVK and Evan Kaloudis. Welcome, guys. Yo. Hello. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us, Matt. This is fun. It's the new episode. Brand new. Yeah, so to all the freaks joining us, uh, the idea here is to add another another show that you might enjoy to the TFTC lineup. Um, this one will be composed of actionable discussion and it'll be streamed to your Citadels live. And from there, we will then put it in the feed as audio. Um, and I was lucky enough to have my good friends NVK and Evan here to join us for this one. Um, so our topics this week will be um, self-custody in general, the recent FinCEN ruling, or I guess rule that they put forward, and this ledger hack that's going on. And the last 20 minutes, I want to reserve for audience questions. So um, as you can see in the, in the stream, all of your comments are being streamed live to everyone else as well. So please submit questions, uh, provide your feedback while we're, while we're discussing these topics, and we will be happy to highlight them at the end of the episode. Um, to all the people joining us from the podcast feed, I hope this translates well to direct audio. Um, we'll try to explain anything we're showing on screen, but we're going to try and keep that to a minimum. So what's up, guys? What are you drinking? Uh, me? I've got some Macallan 12 uh, double cask. It's not too bad. 
I'm you got over there in the some, some reasonably decent red wine. So our guests today are very, you know, very involved in the self-custody space. Um, I think both of them would agree with me that you're not actually using Bitcoin if you're not actually controlling your own keys. Um, so in that case, if you are using a Bitcoin wallet, the only way it is a Bitcoin wallet is if you are controlling your own keys. And VK is uh, the co-founder of CoinKite, and uh, which is the maker of my favorite hardware wallet, the Cold Card. Uh, and Evan is the maintainer, the lead maintainer of Zeus uh, Lightning Wallet. Um, so, but both self-custody wallets. Self-custody has hit the the headlines recently because of this recent FinCEN rule. So I, before we started, I wanted to just discuss why self-custody is important, why we control our own keys as Bitcoiners. Um, I was hoping Evan could start here. Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, you know, as far as assets go, um, this ability to self-custody at such a cheap cost and with such ease is like really one of the main selling points of Bitcoin to me, at least. You know, like if, if, if you were to... I don't know, uh, not self-custody it and just trust someone else, then, you know, you're, you're losing out on, you know, uh, half the value prop of the asset, uh, I believe. Um, and, you know, that, that's mostly in, uh, you know, censorship resistance, you know, not having, <clears throat> not having to rely on anyone to send a transaction from you, like an exchange or a bank and for you to be able to do it yourself. Um, because, you know, like perhaps you haven't experienced it as an, the average citizen of, you know, whatever Western country you're probably tuning in from. But, you know, if there's numerous, countless cases across the world where people, you know, they skirt a little close to, uh, you know, uh, doing something their government or someone powerful doesn't like and they lose access to their bank account, their stocks, uh, other assets. And, um, you know, just taking control of your Bitcoin and putting it on a wallet with the keys that you know and control totally mitigates that risk. So um, I think like Matt said, he nailed it on the head when uh, he said, if you don't control your own keys and you're not custodying your own Bitcoin, uh, you, it's not yours. You're not using Bitcoin. And what you have is an IOU. It's the whole fucking point. <laughs> not your keys, not your coins. And if you're not going to self-custody, well, then either just sell everything or go buy some GBTC on your 401k. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, seriously, right? I mean, what's what's the point? You're going to have some, some IOUs on Coinbase that has way more risk than just some GBTC. Yep. And then like, think about if regular regulatory risk comes in, like we've been worrying about that sort of triggered this sort of mad dash. We've uh, probably all been experiencing this week. Like what's going to happen? Those coins are just not going to be yours anymore. And uh, you know, what were you uh, in Bitcoin to begin with just for the gains? Uh, I mean, you know, some people are, you know, they're honestly going to come in for a number go up and to get rich, but a lot of people are going to stay in Bitcoin because it liberates them and gives them a whole new level of freedom. I think uh, it's like, you know, I mean it for the gains, but also for the capacity of spending the gains without permission. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, I mean, before Bitcoin, you couldn't really self-custody. There was no way to self-custody assets, I guess, except for metal gold, right? Like actual physical gold. Like I feel yeah. like most people don't even realize that. So gold and cash, right? Is the only things that you could self-custody. But the problem is like with cash, cash is on fire, right? Or whatever and, happens, and, you know, and, and grids, yeah. seriously, I mean, dilute you. No, but, and, and yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, aside, aside from inflation problems, I mean, cash takes a lot of room, right? So like to have your life savings in it, right? It, it's, it's surprisingly like a lot of space you need and you have to keep the mice from eating. Um, I mean, just look at the extent that cartels go to bury that shit properly, all vacuum packed. And <laughs> so it's very expensive to do that. And, you know, it's going to get inflated. And then with gold, I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, first it's like you have to have serious physical security, right? Like I'm talking about like next level stuff. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to lose 10, 15% on both ends of the trade, right? Like, and and gold on average doesn't go even that high, right? I mean, we had a little run up, which wasn't really a run up for gold. It was just that the, the dollar went to shit. Uh, <laughs> so stock goes up, gold goes up. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, listen, I think this audience already, like, you know, it, it, they, they understand this stuff. But uh, it, it's, it's completely unrealistic, right? You, you, can't, you can't leave your country with your gold, right? They're going to take it from you. Yeah. You know, Bitcoin, 24 right. words, you travel, you're gone. Well, I just want to go back for a second here in terms of the idea of self-custody and cash, which is the most common way that a that the average person i guess has any kind of real experience with self-custody and it very much is a substandard experience and i think it shares a lot of similarities with shit coins in that i per particularly think you cannot really self-custody a shit coin because if there's no hard cap on the supply you can control the keys you have the keys no one can spend your specific shit coin but if they can just create infinite shit coins while you're storing those keys, then it, you don't really have self-custody, right? It, there, there's a dynamic at play there. The way I like to think of this is like this. The USD is the least worst shitcoin. So, you know, between between like all the shitcoins available, I'd rather have USD, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and, and then you have Bitcoin. Bitcoin is king, right? I mean, there is no reason to really hold anything else anymore. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. I mean, if you look at the way it's been performing over the last 10 years, you're, you know, best off just treating Bitcoin as like your uh, checking account and your, your savings, really. And, uh, you know, just dipping into it when you need it. Um, you know, if you're holding cash, you're a fool. If, um, if you're in the stock market and you're in an index fund, you're going to lose value against, you know, hard assets like gold and Bitcoin. I think um, what maybe a lot of people don't understand is that like, Stock investing, like at least like in the recent, like modern history, right? So like say the mid-century onwards, right? Was not designed for the average person to invest, right? You're a sucker. <laughs> right? No, seriously, everybody's front running you, right? And and, and you're just like bleeding, uh, bleeding management fees, right? That this the the idea of the average person, right? Like not being able to save just by holding USD, right? And having to become a professional sort of investor to just manage their like 
you know, like the yearly scrape by savings uh, in stocks is it's like pure insanity, right? Like people should be able to just save without thinking, right? Like yeah, yeah, exactly. the stuff you earned, you put it under your mattress, right? And then like 20 years later, you retire, right? Like there shouldn't be some requirement of, of like very advanced finance for you to, to be able to, to have a, like a comfortable retirement. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're a blue collar worker, you shouldn't have to be worrying about like what tech stocks are freaking doing. You should just have to worry about your job and then like cut a part of your income to the side to save for the future. But you know, the elites have messed things up so badly that everyone has to get into the stock market and be a Robin Hood trader. It's really absolutely insane. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous that you're expected to be like some kind. You either have to be financially savvy or you have to hire someone and pay them for that privilege. And then and, when and you go to do your taxes, you got to go and then pay someone else for that privilege as well because it's so fucking complicated intentionally. And, and the way I look at it, I mean, at least Robinhood, Wealthsimple, you know, even Cash App, all, all these apps, right? They let you buy like partial, partial stocks, right? At least, like they have a more like honest, approachable proposition, right? Like you, you know, you you know you're not getting the full yield of of any stock, right? Like you're you're just doing better than whatever other investment. Um, but like when you are the average average person, right? Like that that wants to have a little bit in the market, right? That you know you walk into your bank branch, <laughs> you get you're like. Computer says yes, computer says no, like investment advisor, the branch, right? And they're going to allocate some, some, you know, a few thousand bucks on, on some mutual fund that the bank offers that they, you know, they, they rape you from every freaking angle that they possibly have. But, you know, dollar keeps on going lower. So you, you, you even with that absurdly poor investment, with all the fees taken, you still do better than than holding cash. It, that's how bad cash does now. Cash is trash, as uh, Ray Dalio has been saying. That's right. Cash is trash. Um, so yeah, so quick question for you guys. Uh, I'm sure you guys have been telling some people that you got into Bitcoin to be pulling off exchanges. Um, you guys have like a you know first go-to wallet on their phone that you guys are recommending. <laughs> I mean, Rodolfo, you're probably sending all your friends cold cards. But uh, well, Matt, Before we get there, before we get there, so, so, I, I think I think the, the easy way to distill this is you're not controlling your own wealth unless you're holding Bitcoin and you're not holding Bitcoin unless you're holding your own keys. The ultimate goal for, for every single person on this fucking planet is to hold their own Bitcoin keys. That is that is that is the ultimate. That's where we're going. Um, the question is, what is that 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 process for that average person to get there. I mean, this does not having someone else control your wealth obviously has risks. You have to trust that third party. You have to trust governments that are regulating those third parties that you're trusting. Um, we saw that with gold, with the 6102 Act in the United States, um, where where they took they forcibly took people's gold, and we see it all the time where where money gets seized. We see it with PayPal. PayPal is a perfect millennial example here where they don't want to freeze people's money. They don't want to seize Animal. people's money, but they're forced to by governments um, yeah. and the regulations that they have to comply with. And then we have things like Mt. Gox, where you have fraud and your money is taken because of fraud, not because of necessarily regulation. So in both those cases, you have third-party risk that results in you losing your money. 
Now, self-custody removes those risks, but all of a sudden you add personal responsibility risk. So the question is, what is that process that that average person goes from going from a, a, a pleb who's trusting third parties to hold their wealth to, to a sovereign individual that is holding their own wealth? I think I've, like, I've been thinking about this for a few years now. And, and sort of like, it, it depends on who and how much. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so like, you know, some dude wants to buy a hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin, right? You know what? Fuck it. Have the IOU and some stupid fucking exchange or cash app or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Let them play around with it. They lose it. So be it. Right. Uh, but, but just the fact that they went out and bought it, right? Like it, it's, it's one step. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then after that, it's like, that's when you start pestering them, right? Like, dude, you know what? That's going to be worth 10x in two years, right? Almost certain right now, the way it works in Bitcoin so far. <laughs> so, so why don't you just like get an, a phone app, right? Write down the seed on a piece of paper and, mm -hmm. and, and just, just take custody of that, right? And if you're not willing to do that, you know what? Sell it. So I've, I've told many friends, sell it and buy some stupid ETF on your bank mutual fund crap of Bitcoin. At least you get some Bitcoin upside, right? Um, otherwise, like that, this is the time you make the decision, right? You either sell it, GBTC, or you, you take custody of it. And if you're going to take custody of it and it's only a hundred bucks right now, you know, download Blue Wallet or... Um, or fu uh, fully noted, uh, or um, on Android. Uh, uh, I don't use Android, so um, on Android you should use Samurai or Blue Wallet. Blue Wallet is great. Blue um, Wallet is cross-platform. Yeah, you know they're doing a good job, uh, and, and you know, like so. So that's the first step, right? Write that seed down somewhere. Could be a piece of paper. You know, if it burns, so be it. It was not the end of the world. It was a hundred bucks. Right. But at least, well, the paper would have to burn and your phone would have exactly, to burn. Exactly. Right. But, but like yeah, we yeah. got them off the ground. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, and then now they're going to start seeing returns. Right. If they didn't buy the tweak. <laughs> um, so now you, you get them to sort of understand that, like, okay, this is a good investment. Right. They're going to see it that way. Right. Forget about all the, the, the charged like politics of Bitcoin or everything else, right? It's just, this is a good investment, right? I mean, I held this for one year. Look how much it is now. So so now you take them to, uh, what is it? Uh, Bitcoinsecurity.guide, right? And it's going to show them step-by-step -step basics. Listen, I have I have cold card there, but it could be other hardware wallets. Just the basic. Get your, your seed set up on a hardware wallet, Make a backup of it, test the backup of it, and that's it, right? So yeah, at least now they're in the hardware wallet. Point, the testing the backup. Um, yeah. I think this applies not just to Bitcoin wallets, but any type of backups you're doing in general. Uh, you Matt, haven't done the backup process until you've tested it out and made sure it works. So <laughs> just make sure you do that. It's worth it. Get, get the Bitcoin security guide on the on the screen. See if we can at least go through the steps. It's very basic. I don't like your guide. It's Yeah, well, go to your guide. <laughs> you have a guide. No, but your guide My is guide's better words. than your guide. My guide only has bullet points. My guide has number points. 
Yeah, no, see, my, my guide fits in a single screen, I think. My guide tells you how to verify your fucking software. There you go. In line. Point is, you, you get your hardware wallet, you write down the seed, okay? You put it in metal because paper burns, okay? You make some some encrypted microSD backups because you have okay. that Rodolfo. Yeah? Rodolfo, we've gone a little bit, we've gone a little bit too far into the weeds here, okay? Before we get to that point, can we just go back to the phone wallet thing? Because I think I think for We're most gone. people, we've already done it. They've done it. They have a phone wallet. It takes two minutes. I think most people, the the mobile wallet is the first step, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and am I a crazy person oh, that no, I no, actually no. think? Wait, oh, you wait, are wait, 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 wait. If they're older, okay, any person who's a bit older, older people hate phones. I personally hate phones too. Okay, don't do Bitcoin phones. Phones are stupid. Okay, but older people, uh, they, they're not gonna be as as like versed with the phone and understand how phone backups work, any of that shit. So, so please take them and and like maybe install Electrum for them, right? Like Electrum for all the like the UI um, uncanniness of it. It's surprisingly simple uh, once you get the seed in, right? Like you open the thing is there, you want to send money out. It's like, it's, it works, wait, right? Wait, 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 MVK. I, I, I got a little bit distracted because our boy Keep It Simple Bitcoin wanted us to shill his guide. But did you just say that a boomer that can't use a phone wallet yeah. should use yeah. Electrum? Did I've you been there. That? I've been there hundreds of times. Yeah. You know, Seriously. you're not going to get invited back to the show if you keep up with this bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Well, there's I'm telling you. With Electrum, just like from the no, so perspective, I, you're better off maybe even setting someone up on, on Spectre. Pointing so so Spectre is amazing, but the problem with Spectre is it requires the node part. So be Uncle Jim. Right? No, I'm not. I nobody's Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? No, I do not. There's things I don't do in my life. I don't hold people's money. I don't help people with investments, and I don't do their their IT. No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Anyways, point is, like Electrum. I only say Electrum because out Nobody of all the wallets, it's it's the it's the most sort of like download and open wallet. Like it, it truly is for all its flaws. Okay. You download and you open. Look, keep it simple agrees with me. Okay. And yeah, he I'm, teaches people. I don't know. Would you don't make you me regret putting that on the screen. Sabi wallet when where you risks getting these pop-ups, connecting to a rogue server. No, yeah. no, Wasabi, you need uh you need a node. What about Bitcoin Core? No, Bitcoin Core it's it's unusable as a wallet. Blue wallet on desktop. I need to try out. I think yeah, blue wallet in general is like a fantastic fucking beginner wallet. I think yeah. I think most people can 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 figure it out. Um, it's it's completely free open source software. Uh, it complies with like pretty much every major standard. So it's a nice get your feet you know wet kind of wallet. Uh, Pretty much everyone has a smartphone. Not everyone has a computer. It's easier for the average person to secure secure a smartphone, at least from like everyone except from the NSA and the U.S. government. Um, so, like that path to me makes a lot of sense. And I almost think for the average person, like if you're if you're under like uh, fifty million Sats or something like that, you know, I I almost prefer to be on a mobile wallet than being like an, on an exchange. Like anyway. I don't know. If, if that is, taught, is is that is I've that a controversial many, statement? I've taught that, many seniors 
okay, how to download Electrum and open it. I don't it, think boomers using bad. Electrum is the way. No, I listen, it's different people. Different. I hate this idea, okay, of like a single solution for all the problems because it, it, it's like it's completely different people, uh -huh. right? It's like Good. different people, different problems, different solutions. And Fartface 2000, I think, did some math there for uh, Sats. Is that what he's saying? I don't know. <laughs> or is that the block number? Oh, that's the block number. <laughs> he's letting us. He's letting us know that we've just incremented a block. Thanks, Fartface 2000. By the Appreciate way, it. best NIM ever. Okay, so I mean, I think we've agreed that that fortunately, Bitcoiners have many options in terms of actually yeah. holding their own keys, which is yeah. good, right? Yes. And I, I think I think that if you if you go back even just a year, you go back two years, like there was way less quality options. Like two years ago, I wholeheartedly agree with your Electrum recommendation because there were so few options. Do you know what's kind of funny and a little controversial maybe now, but it wasn't then? Uh, one of the best multi-sig wallets that there was for people not doing huge volumes uh, was Copay. <laughs> Copay was actually pretty good for, for the average person to use. Didn't uh, have some vulnerability? No. Isn't this coming from the JavaScript hater? Isn't that a JavaScript yeah, wallet? Yeah, that wow. was the problem with that wallet. That <laughs> wallet would break after was also you maintained had by fucking transactions in it. Yeah, that's the big issue. Literally would break. But yeah, a lot of people had forked Copay and used it for their own wallets, their own shitcoin wallets. Yeah, and not, yeah. but it was a pretty solid uh, product at the yeah. time. I, I mean, mean, at least UX-wise, very ahead of its time. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that Satoshi Vermilion agrees with me. Um, and I, I, I think, I mean, I, I'll, I'll speak for NVK because I've talked to him privately. He thinks for noobs, it's fine for them to connect to random Electrum servers. Over Tor. Uh, no way, man. I, totally I, I, I think the big problem with Electrum isn't how overwhelming the UI is, which it is. I think it's very difficult to set up your own server. Over I think, Tor is I think so that's easy. a fucking pain in the ass. Over Tor, see, ah, see, this is the key here. You go on their computer, okay, and then you install Brew, and then you just do Brew install like like Tor, and that's it. So it's set. So every time they turn on their computer, stores is running, right? And then you 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 set Electrum in a way that they cannot they cannot connect over ClearNet. Period. That's it. They're done. But anyways, Blue Wallet now does a good job, uh, and, and and there is uh, there's an uh, what's the name? Explorer from uh, Blockstream.info. No, uh, uh, Blockstream. Yeah, Blockstream.info has Explorer, which solves a lot of the the, the block query stuff. Uh, not great for you to be, um, uh, how do you call it? Um, uh, doing clear net with all this block exploring services. Um, but you know, and you can connect over Tor, you can do VPN or something, but, uh, but realistically speaking for the person that just got a hundred bucks, uh, for them to download a, a node is like retarded. Okay. New question. At what point is the money, you know, the value of the Bitcoin that this person has, uh, enough that they need a hardware wallet? I think so. I, I think it's more less about the amount of money, and more about their expectation and where they they want to go, right? Okay. If you think they're gonna sell their hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin tomorrow, you know what? Don't don't 
don't bother learning, right? Go have fun being poor. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but you know, if, if your goal is to clip on, keep on exploring this rabbit hole, then the first thing you should do is get a harder wallet. Uh, and, and what's nice about that is not just the security you get. It's, it's like it, it takes you, it forces you through the rabbit hole. You're going to have to learn how to do certain things that are not necessarily super simple uh, for a non-Bitcoiner. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then you get there. Oh, sorry, I'm neck deep in these comments. Um, uh, so this is fucking fantastic. This is exactly what I was hoping for. I I just want to shout out to all the freaks in the chat. Uh, this is what it's all about. Uh, keep them coming. Um, we want you to be a part of, of every Citadel dispatch. Um, so I want to, I mean, we just spent 30 minutes about you know, I, I don't want to be the mom in the room saying we're behind schedule, but hang we on one second, minutes. one second, one second. Because <laughs> 102 is, is like screaming at me on Twitter saying that I got something wrong. I have to correct it. Oh, he finally figured out how to comment. I told him that Apparently, I, I, desi I, I, I decided on the Wasabi node thing. Wasabi doesn't need a node, apparently. Okay, no, you, but you it's fixed. It's that. fixed. Everybody knows the truth now. <laughs> there we go. Well, Wasabi doesn't need a node. That's all. That's the beauty of Wasabi, is that it's like an actually usable light client. Matt, I told you that one hour was going to be completely utterly. Wait, I just want to. I just yeah, want to do a shout out to sixty one or two. Part of the reason why I came up with this format for this show is that he's able to comment live. Um, without doxing his voice, so I'm I, glad that he he figured out how to do it. Maybe we should just lock him. <laughs> Why? Because he's pointing out your. Uh... That's right. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's a conspiracy. I could see it. Maybe. Let's go. You're one of the competitors, huh? That's. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love six hundred. Huh. Huh. Okay. So. Next? Why are we all here? We're all here because of this fucking ledger hack. Um, I mean, I, I think that is 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 really the talk right now. Um, we, I didn't we, notice. We saw <laughs> we saw a massive leak that happened in June. Um, ledger originally said that it was about ninety five hundred people were affected. I believe, if I recall correctly. Um, it turns out that there was over a million email addresses compromised and over 250,000 mailing addresses. Um, mailing addresses, phone numbers, email addresses. I oh, looked through the we dump. check the list live on air? I have the list here. No, I have the list too. I, I mean, we're not going to just Go start showing people's addresses. <laughs> it's fucking it's brutal. It's a joke. Um, uh, nice there's, there's, you know, pretty affluent people on there. Um, you know, a lot of people who work for exchanges, um, you know, this is no joke. If you're on there or if your family members on, there, uh, you know, you, you need to bring it up to them and, uh, you know, discuss it, what you're going to do to, to try to mitigate it. It's, it's like a really awful situation, but at this point, the toothpaste is out of the tube and uh, any determined sicko is going to be able to get this data, no matter what, you know, ledger tries to do to tell people to pull it down. It's out there.
Well, let, let me just put a, a little thing here. So advanced attackers can find you. Okay. It doesn't matter that you're a name on the internet. Like, unless you're really, really, really good. Okay. More advanced attackers can find you. Yeah. Um, the problem with this list is that all the morons can find you now. Like yeah. all the scam artists, all the, the, the people who don't have money for a PI, like it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, like the attackers, right? They did this long campaign. They did it since June or July. Right. And, uh, the fact that they even went to go and dump this on this hacking marketplace means that they've sort of exhausted, uh, you know, the amount of Bitcoin they're probably going to get out of people with the spear phishing. Yep. Like Rodolfo says, um, now you're going to get the sickos, the common people that are going to have this information. And um, yeah, I, I think we're going to see some pretty bad incidents, unfortunately. Uh, Matt got linked to one uh, that was posted on... Uh, is it the math for Monero? Yeah, the so, math for Monero guy. Oh, that one is a great... I, like, I love the creativity. Wait, I <laughs> oh, have it here. No, I have it here. Let me, let me show the freaks the one yeah, we're talking yeah, about. That'd be awesome. Let's read it. Let's read it to the people. So this 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 is for the people that that are listening on the podcast feed. Um, this was posted by a user on Reddit. Um, it seems like this user is like a very legitimate user. So I I, I don't think that they're they're making this up. But of course they could be. Uh, but this is the type of threat you could see in this situation. He received a phone call that was was threatening kidnapping and murder. Um, a male. Anglo accent caller asked if his full name and claimed to be a drug addict. He gave him his full address and said he knows I have a lot of Bitcoin. When asked how, he said my information had been leaked on the dark web. He played dumb and eventually says he purchased a, hard, a ledger hardware wallet and only loaded cunts by them. He told me a sob story about how he's addicted to meth, is about to run out, and needs Monero to buy more. He demanded 10 XMR and said if it's not sent by midnight, he will show up at my house, kidnap me, and stab me to death. <laughs> any relatives living at my address i guess as well i was able to record this phone call because i put him on speakerphone i sent it to the police filed the police report they're going to try and trace the car caller i doubt they'll be able to and sent a police car to wait outside which i'm very grateful for all of my doors etc are locked and i have the officer's phone on speed dial i just want to warn everyone about the dangers of ledger's recklessness if there's a class action lawsuit i will gladly join and submit this as evidence so let me i i think i i need to put a caveat there like in this whole, whole shebang is that, listen, data leak and hacks of servers. Okay. This is not new. This is going to happen to everyone, yep. to all the companies. Yep. Okay. This is like, you know, your information is already in the dark web for sure. Right. Like yep. a Sears catalog, a fucking Walmart website, you know, Amazon, whatever it is. Okay. It's already out there. The problem now is that, like, imagine if a company that sells high-end safes, okay, they lose their data. Well, people who buy high-end safes are more likely to have something expensive at home, right? So this is the problem with the with the ledger leak. Um, so so now there's a lot of guys out there who you know know that there is something likely in somebody's home. Yeah. It's just a all around poor situation, um, you know, and it's a shame because I really have like, a, you know, a good impression of the ledger wallets. I think from the hardware wallets, 
It's got a lot of good stuff going from it with a secure element. You know, you can't just take a ledger and pull all the seeds off it like you could with a treasure. Um, but, you yeah, know, yeah, 100% gun to the head. I'd rather use a ledger than a treasure. Like, yeah, 100%. No doubt. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is a reputation killer. And, uh, you know, it is going to be weird. I don't think the company uh, is going to have a good time after this. It, it might be a killer. And, uh, you know, they might have to end up selling the tech or restructuring. Uh, but, you know, this is like a giant bail from the side of uh, management. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, just moving forward, it's just going to be interesting to see what companies do to and uh, try to mitigate this. Um, Rodolfo, I got to tip my hat to you for taking steps to uh, delete uh, customer information after a certain amount of time. Uh, hopefully this, uh, you know, inspires other companies to do the same. I saw Crypto Cloaks is doing something similar. Uh, yeah, it would be really awesome if this became the standard in well, the industry. So this is what people don't realize, though. Like, you know, well, first of all, there's two things here. First of all, I think ultimately the world becomes a Bitcoin world. So I think this is a sp specifically Bitcoin specific lists are a a is a short-term pain point. Long-term, everyone will be a Bitcoiner. Um, yeah. If you're a rich person, you will assume, people will assume you own Bitcoin. And if you don't own Bitcoin, they will assume you'll be able to attain it. We already see this with the ransom attacks, with oh, like yeah. hospitals and stuff. They don't, yeah, they don't sure. care if the hospital owns Bitcoin. They ransom your data and they expect you to go get some fucking Bitcoin. Yep. Um, the second thing is though, in this short-term period, uh, anyone selling product to Bitcoiners needs to prioritize privacy over marketing and and yes this is a personal responsibility movement and users should be aware of the risks they should use uh not they should use burner email addresses they should use burner phone numbers they shouldn't mail it to their home you know they should get a p.o box or remailing address but at the same time the companies have to take steps to prioritize privacy because they're Bitcoin focused companies. And, and we saw this ourselves at TFTC. We had the merch store um, mm -hmm. and we routinely delete the addresses because I we're so fucking anal about it. And this hit us so hard that Marty just fucking deleted the merch store. Like we just don't have a merch store. It's not worth it anymore. It's not worth it. Um, like why have that data? Like people have already learned their lessons the hard way about, about holding keys hot, Bitcoin hot, but really this personal information uh, is 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 extremely valuable, if not just as valuable. Yeah, definitely. So if, if you're storing sensitive data, you have to be able to keep it secure. If you can't, so not fucking store it. It's it's very tricky, right? Because there's there's two two aspects of this. Like forgetting about privacy for a second, right? There's two aspects of this that maybe people don't understand. Is that like, so you know, Coinkite, you know, we sell fuck ton of shit. Of devices everywhere in the world, both credit card and 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 uh, and Bitcoin for years, right? Um, and there is two problems, right? Like one problem is the marketing problem, which was not something we care, so we never really had any marketing system or setup or a newsletter or nothing. I don't think anybody ever got an email from us, so so that part was sort of like self-resolved. Right. Even though we have that checkbox saying, you know, if you want to receive spam checkbox here kind of thing, we actually never use that. So we never had the emails on a, on a separate marketing system. So most companies, they will take those emails from their, their shopping system into 
a a marketing system, right? That's what Ledger did. Um, and I'm sure sort of probably Trezor does that. I'm sure all of them do that. Um, and by the way, those affiliate links that people use, okay, for selling hardware wallets, uh, it, it's way worse because those, they're like ad company that tracks the nose if you're pregnant plus your personal information. Okay, so um, affiliate programs from like all Bitcoin companies, <laughs> just wait for that to hit the fan. Um, okay, so that's one part. Now, the other problem is like, depending on the country, you have like tax uh, uh, bookkeeping requirements, right? This is the problem that we have uh, in, in Canada. Canada, the government requires us to keep uh, invoice data for seven years or eight years. Can't remember now. Uh, and they don't specify exactly what data that is. But we kind of know because we, we've been audited before many years ago, being an early Bitcoin company, yay, you get the white glove treatment. Um, and uh, you have to sometimes provide what's called uh, um, source of funds, right? So they, they want to just make sure that all those invoices you have are, are not like, uh, you know, people that don't exist in a money laundry operation, right? Um, so after some research, we, we sort of resolved the problem uh, by having people uh, actively request your data to be deleted from our system. That's been available for a long time. So you could just ping us and say, hey, delete all my information, and we did that. Um, because then we also have the record of people requesting us to delete the information, right? Um, but then, you know, after this ledger chat show, um, you know, if every single customer is requesting us to delete their information, uh, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Like, if the government has a problem, so be it. And, and so, you know... We're we're honest company. We pay our taxes, so uh, we're gonna go with that and and see where that takes us. Um, the way I look at it, I mean, at the end at the end of the day, these governments are obviously the, the way they're set up is they're set up to <laughs> to to prioritize data collection over uh, it's not data privacy. Matt, they Matt. like they like force you to keep as much it's data no, as possible. But see, this is not a, this this comes like this this accounting laws. This this money laws. I'm talking not talking about modern money laundering shit. Right? I'm talking about just reasonably like older stuff, like basic tax law, right? Um, this stuff comes from like you know the 1920s, man. It's like you know who's gonna like storm into a warehouse and go read through a thousand invoices in paper written by hand? Right? That's what I'm saying, right? Like if if oh. you're gonna have to keep that data, like you should keep it securely, right? Like keep it offline, treat it like Bitcoin. Right. Like with yes. Bitcoin, we've learned our lesson. Like people don't leave hot wallets just lying around with thousands of Bitcoin. Anymore. But, but here, here comes the, the honest truth about this problem is that like it doesn't matter that we delete the data. Right. Because there could two things can happen. Right. One thing is you could have a leak in the system. Right. Where somebody's siphoning that data before you delete it. OK. Mm -hmm. Two, the credit card company and the credit card processor have that information if you pay the credit card, okay? And then there is also the shipping carriers, right? So UPS, FedEx, DHL, 
you know, USPS, all this shit, right? They all have this data. Mm -hmm. So the ultimate issue here is that you cannot trust anyone. You have to have a PO box. Okay, so you pay Bitcoin, you send to a PO box with an alias or to a business. Send it to your office, right? Like, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Even under your own name, it's not the end of the world. Send it to your ex right before you break up with her. Brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, brilliant. It's the best advice is to not even mail it at all. If I mean, once conferences start rolling up again, hopefully, fingers crossed soon. Uh, look who joined us. Our boy Askew is here. Hey. Wait, so that brings me to another another thing, right? So today, Jameson Lop was grandstanding, um, or not grandstanding, but he, I felt like he was throwing stones from a glass house a bit um, because he said that it was almost victim blaming. He said that people should take personal responsibility and not provide ledger with this information. And I do agree. And, and this is something that I Rodolfo just said. Look, I do agree with the sentiment that you can't trust anyone. You don't you trust, don't. verify, take it into your own hands, personal responsibility. But one second here, CASA as a service, you know, they know all of your intimate transaction information. Like if you don't, if, if you don't use your own node to interact with the Bitcoin network, you're trusting the node you're using. And in CASA's situation, you're trusting their node. And they have all of this super intimate financial transaction information. And all those things you just said about all those other parties that have it, yep. in this case, isn't really, isn't really that. If CASA did it right, and you can't really tell because their app's closed source, but if they did it right, only they have that information. But there's no way to use their product without trusting them with that inter intimate information. So I think... And, and and that's not to dismiss the company. Like, I think there's a place for a trust-based relationship. It just needs to be disclosed properly. Okay. Like, the trade-offs need to be disclosed. Number, law number four on the Ten Commandments. We talk, but, but we got to clarify for CASA. CASA, Matt is 100% right about uh, them knowing your transaction history. But at the same time, you got to give CASA props because if you want to, you can use yes. your service pseudonymous, pseudonymously, sorry, hard word to say, uh, and they don't need to know who you actually are in, you know, the real world. So, so my, the average user I, isn't going to be able to use it that way. They're linking IP I, addresses, their their email address, phone number, everything. It's just like. My, my personal view on this is, is kind of simple, really. So. CASA is a fantastic service if you use the seed. I don't like the seedless thing. Uh, but aside from that, it's a good service yeah. for people that already have doxed coins. Okay. So th there is plenty of people in the world, okay, that we will not have or will not care about doxing concerns, right? You're a fund manager, you are a fund. You are somebody who, you know, listen, like Bitcoin is not your full-time thing, you know, like you're just some dude that has a lot of investments and, you know, you don't want to have to think about all kinds of like Bitcoin security things, you know, and you buy on Gemini or Coinbase every week, you know what I mean? And, and you don't mind even giving your name to Casa, you know, it's like... Again, right? Different solutions for different people. It, it works for that. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's a. But can't you say that same thing about Ledger? Um. Well, Ledger is Ledger is the same. Like, again, right? I still think Ledger, even with this leak, is better than Trezor. 
Yeah, the hardware, undeniable. I mean, seriously, it's like a awful job on the disclosures. We have record of users who, after the leak, they went to Ledger, they asked, hey, was I in the leak? They said no. And then they download the list yesterday and they find out their names in there. Right? Yep. They did a bad job. Yeah, listen, like, honestly, like, shit, shit happens. Like, yeah, it's yeah. one of those, like, honestly, I mean, they, they could have handled their PR better. They could have handled a lot of shit better. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but, the, but, you know, it's also not easy, right? It's like, to be, you know, it's, to it's not right. easy to be a company in the Bitcoin space dealing with Bitcoiners. God knows, I know. Um, and, and it's not easy to, to deal with data leaks, man. Like, you, you just, you, you know, it's not an easy thing to handle, right? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you're going to get fucked no matter what. <laughs> so, uh, so, so there is that. Um, but, uh, but I, 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 I wouldn't write them off. It's like, I, I still think that like, no, I, 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 I I'm a niche product, product, right? I mean, I mean, like, you know, know. make the right mitigations and, yeah. you know, keep putting out hardware wallets. Of course, we don't want to see any, uh, you know, companies in the space, Paul, especially not Ledger, you know, we like their wallet. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a little tricky for them to traverse, uh, you know. Listen, a shit coiner still need a, a safe a safe wallet, right? Like, this yeah. happens, this is the problem that I have, right? Like, I make a product that's Bitcoin only. Cold card is Bitcoin only. And, you know, I have plenty of customers that when I hold shit coin and then they ask, so what's the next best thing that you're going to suggest I use? I say, well, you get a ledger because Trezor is irresponsibly unsafe. Uh, so 6102 has a question real quick. He's asking, in which way is Ledger hardware better than Trezor? You want to take that, Rodolfo? Well, one is secure, the other one is not. <laughs> uh, yeah, 6102. Basically, if you get a hands-on uh, Trezor and it's, gone. It's, not, money, it's, money not, gone. it's not the Model T and it's not encrypted, you could just rip the keys off there, physical access. Points. Yeah, and, and even if it is a Model T, I mean, like... It, it's like it's the whole sort of like the 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 whole architecture, the whole mentality of the product is just, in my view, unsafe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, just to clarify here, the Trezor T. I mean, Evan just kind of uh, pointed to it. Is the Trezor T has this SD card slot, so you can technically encrypt the secret with the SD card. And if you keep the SD card in a separate place, um, then, then the device, then you have some physical security added there. Uh, yeah. you would need both the SD card and the device to pull the seed. Yeah. But that's like patch. Like it's like, it's like trying to put a bandaid on like the, the problem is when you have a device that doesn't have a secure element, you cannot trust anything, right? You cannot trust the clock on it. You cannot trust, the, the signing, you cannot trust the crypto on it. You can't trust anything. Seriously. Somebody could change the firmware on that thing, and it's it's like it, it, there's nothing there to attach to anything. Wait, so Rodolfo, I have a good question for you live on air. Um, would you say that a air-gapped uh, Linux computer would be better than a Trezor running core? Oh, God. So <laughs> Linux is the first shitcoin. Um, yeah, yeah. FreeBSD is the only yeah. true OS. FreeBSD <laughs> is Bitcoin. Linux is like essentially Litecoin. Um, boy, uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, this is not not an easy uh, question. 
Um, the, the the problem with with like general purpose computers, you, you cannot trust them, right? Because you don't you cannot trust the disk encryption. Uh, like forget about the super advanced exfiltration over air gap stuff, right? But just like <laughs> but just like the the basics, right? Like you just can't trust the disk encryption unless you're running FreeBSD and you built Gilly by yourself. Like it, it, it's just not simple stuff, right? Like average people, even advanced people, when I hear them talk, it's cringy. Like, it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're going to get pound, right? Yeah. Like your, your maid is going to take your laptop and, and it's going to take your keys out of there. Right. Remember it's going to, we're going to get back to like, you know, 2011 when people used to get their, their wallet dot DAT files taken from them. Um, sorry, uh, Brady Swenson. Uh, no, we're not all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you got you you nailed like an important point here, right? Like, there's a reason hardware wallets exist. Mm -hmm. um, I, the, it's, the, the market has spoken, right? People are not getting pound. I, I remember back in the day, it was just like on Reddit, like every day, like people were getting fucking hit. I yeah. mean, that was probably for the karma, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I, I feel like we missed. Um, is that the mailing addresses get a lot of publicity, um, but these phishing attacks, it's like yeah. it, the, the phishing attacks are super successful. Like I- it's Because the UX of this wallet suck. I just had, I had someone today, right? Who wasn't using a hardware wallet, was using Wasabi. Mm -hmm. um, so that takes out the hardware wallet FUD that hardware wallets are more likely to get phished. Um, mm -hmm. And he was having an issue with Wasabi, so he went to the Wasabi Telegram chat, and a oh, scammer wow. pushed over to him, and a scammer sent him a link to say that he could help him, and he put in his seed. And as soon as he put in his seed, the scammer now has access to his funds. Um, luckily, I answered his DM, <laughs> and we fucking saved his 10K before the scammer sent it. Gee, but, like, that's right. ridiculous, right? Like, that's fucking... And, and so, so, why, so this this cluster I'm showing right now is a single. We were talking about the ledger, the ledger dump, data dump that's been circulated between multiple hackers, right? So it's it's sold on the dark web, and then it's resold and resold. So there's a bunch of different groups right now trying to exploit it. This is one group, and they've already received a, approximately 23 Bitcoin. Nice. Um, this is according to Ergo BTC from the OXT team. Um, over at like Samurai's research division, but this is one group, and they've 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 gotten twenty three fucking Bitcoin. Um, so so we're talking we're we're talking here at at six hundred thousand dollars, right? Seven hundred thousand dollars. I I don't do good math live, um, but <laughs> like part. this idea this idea like there's definitely a threat of people's home addresses and like people coming in and trying to do things there, but there's such low hanging fruit. I mean, for these hackers cheaper, to just send right? out hundreds of thousands of emails and just hope that some some people put in their seed and then that's that. I still receive email, phishing email from a Moncox email. So <laughs> these lists are going to be sold and resold and resold and resold and resold. It's forever now, right? Yeah. So, but the, the problem again, right, is, is the wallets, right? I mean, yeah, sure, people are idiots. Uh, but aside from that, which is just human nature, it's like, you know, you have harder wallets that tell users to type 
like passphrases on our computer or type seeds or type pins. Like it, it, it's like if you tell your users that they have to type their passphrase on a computer, if somebody comes and tells them, hey, oh, you're going to lose all your money if you don't type your seed right now on the computer for me, right? They're going to believe it. So it, it starts with like, you know, for example, like Fresno One shouldn't be sold anymore, right? Like it's not a product that's safe. And, and it's, it's a product that tells people to type secrets on the computer. Yeah, I think we could all agree about that. Uh, it should be discontinued and they should only sell the Model T. But then this idea, this idea that it's the seed's fault is fucking ridiculous too, it's right? Absurd. Can we unpack that a little bit? Like this idea that, that like people should be trusted with making digital backups securely. Uh, no, I mean like, it's okay, insane, so right? It, yes. It's very simple, right? Bits rot and burn. Yep. That's why we use sats. Well, seriously, it's a, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I mean, yes, bits things are terrible. I think what it comes down to is education. So like if you're gifting your friend a hardware wallet, you know, they need to be told of this. Never enter in your seed if you're prompted and only do it of your own volition when you're, you know, moving devices or checking a backup. And uh, yeah, just put that seed on metal. And uh, I mean, what else could you do really? Well, I think one under discussed aspect of it is, is, you know, and it's part of the hollow mentality is this idea that, you set up your fucking hardware wallet in 2017 and maybe you go over and help your friend do it. Um, they write down their seed and then they just leave it. You know, maybe they're adding to it, but they're just looking up receive addresses on whatever yeah. software they're using, but they're not using it and getting comfortable with it. So in three years, when they get that phishing email that says, uh, you know, funds have been transferred and you need to immediately click this link. They're not comfortable. They don't realize that that's not the proper flow, that that's not something they should be concerned about. That's that it hits them and they they're just not they don't know what to do. They but need to like people should be comfortable with it. People should be sending and receiving and restoring and backing up and doing the whole fucking process over and over again and getting comfortable with it. Yeah, that's why that's why when we designed the UX of cold cart, you know, we went all top gun on it, right? Like there is the danger zone. <laughs> it's like it's you know for all the grief that we get about oh code card is not easy to use yes it is but it also the things that are hard to use are meant to be hard to use you're not supposed to go look at your seed for no fucking reason unless mm -hmm. your metal backup has melted and you made bullets out of it right like there, there there is no reason for a person to ever need we almost omitted that completely from the device but but then we created the danger zone part so we can put all the things that we wanted to just remove, but then people might need once. It's like, don't don't go look at your seed. Don't make it easy for people to see their seed. Because, again, people are idiots, and, and they're going to do it, and they're going to give it to a scammer. Yeah. Who'd have thought that being your own bank would entail so much personal responsibility? Right. Um, Okay, so I think we successfully hit current steps, uh, that, that steps that people should avoid this kind of risk in the future, um, not you know trying to hold their personal information as close to their chest as possible, treat it as sacred. Um, basically, every life event uh, you have to like treat as a privacy-focused event going forward. Part of the thing that people don't realize is maybe your email address was leaked in the ledger thing. We have a, a million email addresses were leaked, only, only 250,000 addresses were leaked. But if your address 
was leaked alongside your email in like a Ticketmaster leak or oh. a, a Expedia leak or some other bullshit leak, then the the malicious individual can cross reference. So if you use the same exact email address um, and and your address was leaked somewhere else, then all of a sudden they have that information or your phone number. My they have that information. Yeah. Yeah, sure. My email is there. I bought their wallet uh, about uh, six years ago, seven years ago. My email is there. Right, God damn start. it. <laughs> but my email is not linked to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an answer to this? What? To which one? Oh. So Electrum on malware infested Boomer PC is okay, but Trezor is not. Yes. No, it's not. I'm joking. Oh, it's I like uh, somebody I mean, who works for Trezor or something. No, it's a cool. It, this is I'm COVID. just teasing him. Wallet. I'm just teasing oh. him. <laughs> just there's no trade-offs with whatever you go with. Exactly. Right? Trezor, you need the physical access, right? If you know, if you know, I your think, watch a lot of I, no, but I think I think there's a caveat that's important on this. Okay. A hardware wallet that's not secure is giving you a false sense of security. And this is very important to sort of realize. Like, if you, like, the minimum that I would say is, like, if you have a hardware wallet, the hardware wallet has to survive a couple days in a lab, right? Because, listen, given an infinite resources, anything is breakable, right? Anything. But... Most devices will survive with actually low rate of 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 an, uh, uh, of destruction, right? So so if they sorry high rate of destruction. So when they try to, on our case, if they take the the, the SC out, they have to shave the bottom of it, and then they have to beam a two hundred fifty thousand dollar laser to it, and then they have to get it out, and then they have to pair the secret of the other chip, right? So in, in this whole ordeal. You have to have a million dollar plus lab and it's going to take a few days, right? That gives you time to get your money out, right? Um, and and you're getting other security features because of the SE, right? Like you can trust the firmware better. You, there's other things that you get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, the problem that I have with a toaster-like hardware wallet is literally is the same chip as a toaster, right? We kind of have the same MCU. Um Microwaves would have that chip. Very with an MCU. MCU is the general purpose uh, microchip. So it's the one that you can put open source in it. Let's put it this way. The chip itself, it's like the specs are open, but like calling open source is a stretch. Um, so um, so anyway, so, so the problem with those is that you can cheat everything. There's just no security of anything. You're just sort of like trying to skate on ice with like socks, right? That's the problem with uh, with an MCU-based hardware wallet. No, no SE at all. Um, and uh, that that's the Trezor situation. It's kind of tragic, really. I mean, I think Satoshi Vermulian makes a point, right? Like the ideal goal ultimately is multi-sig, right? With multiple yes. different types of signers. It solves uh, a lot of these issues. Yes and no, right? Because I see more people fucking themselves over than getting robbed. That That's the most common ticket out of the people who lose money is I did something wrong and I screwed myself out of my money, especially multi-sig. 
Um, I think uh, what Blue Wallet is doing now is similar to what Copay did back in the day and similar to what Quankite did way back in the day. It's like it's it's a more reasonable way of doing multi-sig. It's getting there. It's not quite there yet. Um, I think I think it's gonna get better. Um, and 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 in my in my like especially with the market pushing and people having more money and people willing to spend more money, I think the market is gonna come up with a very good multi-sig solution that is non um, that's non-doxing. Uh, in, in a year or two, I think things will will come out. Like the market will provide solutions uh, for these things, and and also for privacy problems too. This is all market problem, right? Like eventually there will be better ways for you to ship stuff without doxing yourself, because somebody is going to come up with a service to solve that problem. The same with multi-sig. Uh, it, it, these things are not easy problems. They really aren't, um, and, and especially with the current tech for multi-sig. Uh, maybe with Taproot, and once you have threshold signatures, uh -huh. you can do a lot more interesting shit. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's what's going to happen, right? Like, it's very possible that we're going to leap uh, multi-sig wide adoption for the average person. Oh, like most big businesses, most exchanges use multi-sig, right? I'm talking about just like average people or self-custody kind of deal. Uh, I think we might end up leaping multi-sig into moo-sig which is the taproot stuff. Uh, that that has a lot more interesting things that you can do without doxing. Uh, but we're we're far from it. Yeah, a long ways to go, different yeah. standards and how different wallets are going to be. different universe. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. But important points that you uh, made there, you know, um, complexity, uh, you know, you don't want to be shooting yourself in the foot. If you do a multi-sig setup, you know, test it thoroughly before you do it. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, multi-sig is going to be a great solution, especially if you don't trust shysters like this Rodolfo guy over here, you know, but a different uh, manufacturer's, uh, you know, uh, wallet into the multi-sig quorum could really go a long way. And not even if it's just, you know, trusting the manufacturer, but if they have... Don't a trust us or don't trust any manufacturer. Yeah, don't don't trust this guy. Come on, Gus. But, uh, you know, if there's a bug, uh, you know that you're only, you won't be affected if you're in that multi-sig setup because the bug only affects the one device that, you know, they found the exploit for. So, um, yeah, as far as multi-sig goes, uh, I think we made a lot of uh, great strides in the products that we're seeing. Spectre, first and foremost, uh, Sparrow, and uh, Nunchuck to a lesser extent. I know that one's not open source yet, uh, but we're going in the right direction and... Uh, you know, that's a reassuring thing. So I appreciate this discussion. Um, one of the main goals I want with this show going forward and today being the first episode is that I want it to be filled with actionable uh, advice, things that people, Bitcoiners around the world can actually use. So we have a bunch of people, uh, a million email addresses, uh, over 250,000 emails, mailing address and phone number have been compromised. Um, We've gone over what Bitcoiners should do to try and avoid that happening to them in the future. But if it already happened to them, uh, how should they proceed? What are some real steps they can take to try and protect themselves? We got Nick over here um, who I've highlighted his comment um, and it appears he got an email verification email from Coinbase yesterday with his compromised email account. Uh, Nick, if you want to comment real quick, I my my assumption is here is that you don't have a Coinbase account and uh, the attacker is trying to make a Coinbase account in your name, maybe, or they they try to 
sign in via your account? <laughs> Never click on emails on links. Actually, any just always delete. So as soon as you see a freaking email from any any supplier, vendor, website, whatever it is, you always you, you remember. So say Coinbase sent me an email. Great. You delete the email so you don't click on it for sure. And then mm -hmm. you go log in on Coinbase and then see what's up. Absolutely. It's just you don't you don't click on emails like nothing. And seriously, use a text only email client. Well, I mean, listen, the 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 clientele of this podcast is probably a little bit more sophisticated, right? This is not this is all Uncle Jim's watching us. So seriously, stop using Gmail, stop using any client on the browser, all this crap. Just go have much. Look up Mutt email client, install that, only use that. It's all text-based. You can see the headers. You can see everything that's going on, right? You stop just trusting whatever you see on a computer. Yeah, 100%. You know, uh, when you're getting into the space and you're dealing with, you know, self-custodying a lot of money, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And uh, end of the day, you just got to be super vigilant. Um, now, for people who got caught in this ledger, thing um well if your phone number is in there you might want to change that if you can uh, your email you might want to get rid of that if you can move um if not you probably want to arm yourself get a file um, if you can in your jurisdiction yeah make sure this is something that's okay in your country yeah yeah <laughs> that's against the law i can't uh endorse if you that. live if you if live in england get a butter knife a firearm a tusk. Firearm and defend yourself and your family um, I, I think I think another like a like a, a silver lining for the people that didn't get pounded by this is that uh, um, you're gonna find out uh, through the news if there are bad guys in your city who are willing to do damage uh, <laughs> or not. So you can check the list to see how many uh, people got licked in your city, and if it's like a decent enough amount of people. It's a it's an interesting thing to watch in the news. Uh, you you're gonna find out a lot about your jurisdiction by the amount of people that get uh, kidnapped or killed. Too dark. Yeah, I mean that was dark. pretty dark. A little dark. Oh, Sorry, I mean, I grew up in Brazil, man. <laughs> I, I, oh, I got. If you do get, go to the firearms route, make sure you do proper training and you know maybe take a course or two. You know, don't just buy a gun and think you're fucking John Wick out there. All right. You know, when, when you buy a firearm, it's a serious thing. And, uh, you know, that's just added responsibility. I mean, look, I think I think. Bitcoiners think we invented these concerns. These concerns exist with every rich person, like every visibly rich person considers these these types of situations. Except um, yet you can rewind a bank level. I mean, I guess you can, right? But I mean, I, I, like it, you just mentioned Brazil, right? Like mm -hmm. Brazil has been having these concerns uh, with no Bitcoin involved. Oh man. Right? There's like, private security, there's walls, there's gates, there's off-duty police officers that are acting as private security. They can do great reconstructive surgery for years there. That's what you send to ask for money. <laughs> Yeah, so it's good to know a good. Uh, oh, sorry, another turn for the dark there. My, I guess my point is, is that I think as 
I think this is a, you know, the, the, this is a, a, a specific growing pains period where mm-hmm. Bitcoiners will be targeted because ultimately every single rich person will be a Bitcoiner in five years. Like if, like if, if, if you don't own Bitcoin, you're not wealthy. Like, why don't you own Bitcoin? Like that, if it's the best money, if it's designed to pump forever, uh, like you're going to have significant assets in Bitcoin and you should have at least some of it in self-custody if, if one, if you're not an idiot and two, just in case there's like a ransom situation and I, you need think, to get it quickly. I think the most important thing is we should all be in a position where we're simply not in a position to sign our wealth in person. It's as simple as that, right? Like in my case, somebody comes to my house. I, I literally am not able to sign my wealth period. Right. It, it's a, it's a multi-day, multi-location, multi-problem thing. Right. It's got, it's going to take that, that doctors are going to have to wait a month or two together having tea in the house. With me traveling to multiple places, it's very complicated. Right. So, so in that sense, I mean, it's like, you know, and then, and they also might have to deal with me. (laughs) So you you just, you need to be in a position where you're just simply not able to help your visitors immediately by default, provably. And I would say the risks of KYC here are even greater, right? The actual knowing the, the exact balances that people have, knowing the exact amount someone has, um, it provides a much greater risk and people should take that more seriously. Would you agree? Yeah, it's like, so not doxing your TXOs go a long way, right? If people don't know how much you have is a big deal, right? I mean, like, sure, you know, we show up in podcasts, whatever, people can wonder, you know, if they only they knew that everybody that's in a podcast like this probably sold everything to invest in their own businesses at some point. But aside from those problems, um, it, it's like if people don't know what you have, it's, they're more they're less likely to look at you. They they're gonna probably go after somebody else that that is more obvious, right? Like, um, it, it's like flashing wealth is never a good thing to begin with. Um, and uh, like, listen again, right? Like, and and I can't understate this. It's like, advanced attackers can't find you, and will find you, right? So, so don't 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 believe that you just because you have some name on Twitter, like you are unfindable, right? Like, there is some smart people out there. Um, so so try not to dox your ETXOs in any service to begin with. That that goes a long way. And then the second thing is just make sure you can't sign for it in a, in a moment's notice, right? Um, I think that's uh, it's the best advice I can give. 6102 is being censored right now. Send what? out the freak mobile. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's a it's a very nuanced. It's a very nuanced discussion, and people are going to need to, you know, personal responsibility will always be the more difficult, uh, will always be the more difficult path. I, I think it's just like w- w- this is a transitional period, right? I mean, Bitcoin just happened, and to be fair, I mean, most bad guys probably out there are not even busy with Bitcoiners yet. Um, so 
in the baddest guy of all the state. But aside from that, um, like we are going to see a lot of market solutions as things evolve, right? Like it's just that we don't have like, don't believe in the bullshit out there. If there is 5 million to 10 million people that own more than 50 bucks worth of Bitcoin, it's probably like an overestimation. Um, it, like that's aside from the shit coins. Um, I, I think as, as, as a, a critical mass of consumers uh, come into the market, um, you can have more R&D and more solutions and, and, and you can solve these problems, right? Like th these are all tech problems, really, in a way or another, right? Like you can come up with devices that will be able to co-sign things, uh, they'll be able to prove uh, to an attacker in your house that you don't have the funds there, that, that, um, that you, you know, you can have panic buttons that will sort of lock the funds in some, in some time lock to an emergency address. So all kinds of shit that, that will show up, uh, including, you know, security services, uh, you know, intelligence services for security, like some of the stuff already exists for very wealthy people, right? Like they, they will have people monitoring their lives to make sure there's no threats, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these things will come about uh, and, and, you know, and they, they will come into this space as well. These, these are not simple problems. They're extremely locally based as well, right? Like if you live in, in you know, where does Vitalik live now? Or like where you put a scammer like that, Switzerland somewhere? Um, you know, I'm sure there's no crime. <laughs> it's nothing there, right? So it's like different problems, right? Um, you know, if you grew up in Sao Paulo, well, I mean, Sao Paulo is just Sao Paulo on an everyday problem base, right? <laughs> it's like nothing has changed. <laughs> so Bitcoin or credit card is still like, you know, in an armored car, right? Uh, These things will evolve and, and we're going to sort of figure out like how, how to go about it. I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Just just make sure that you cannot sign your funds in a in a notice base. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, you know, multi-sig is going a long way, and you should definitely think about putting a setup like that if possible. Um, Multi-jurisdictional, you know, different countries if you can. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's reassuring that more and more solutions are coming onto the market every day. Uh, and, you know, things are becoming easier and more accessible. Uh, but, you know, as you get more wealth in Bitcoin, these are things you're going to have to uh, think about. And uh, it's part of the game of personal responsibility that this whole thing is all about. I think a lot of people, you know, in the very near future are going to have a ton of their Bitcoin just parked on a, on a loan against the Bitcoin to buy things. Right, like they're gonna buy houses. They're gonna buy. They they need to live their lives, right? Yeah, for college, like a block five. Yeah. Right, like they're gonna have their stuff parked in places that they can't even move, even with the gun to the head. Right, like they wish yeah. they could move. Um, so I, I, these things will start themselves out. It's just so early. Well, I mean, I want to push back a little bit on the idea. I, I, I think the idea that multisig helps is is big and. Um, our boy 6102, who is being actively censored right now by this uh, chat feed, 
um, would his big thing is multi-jurisdictional multi-sig, which is it, it really cool. helps. It really does. Um, this idea that you have to, your keys are in different jurisdictions. Yeah. So not only does like your average, you know, burglar have issues with trying to compromise your key setup, your actual government is going to have major issues. They're going to have to put you into fucking jail and then de deal with you trying to access these keys from all different jurisdictions. No. Like where Here's is the, the best one located? What if the other keys are only accessible by you in person? So exactly. you actually have to literally hop an airplane. To right? like an, a non-extradition country or something. Right? Like what? Is the bad guy going to go with you on the flight? <laughs> right? Like exactly. things get tricky, right? Like, so this is what I'm trying to explain. It's like you put yourself in a position that like it's going to take a literal month or two for you to sign out your $10,000. Yeah. That the seeds being distributed. I mean, and then on top of that, you could throw BIP 38 passphrases on top of them too. So even if right. the attacker was able to get all your keys, they still need to get the password out of you. There's so many different things you can or, do. Or even a passphrase, right? Passphrase maybe goes along. Have, even on you a know, maybe password. your passphrase is in a different country. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're doing a passphrase right, you cannot remember it. Yeah, passphrase is like poor man's multisig. No, it's it's so anyway. one beautiful thing about passphrases. It depends. Like, listen, different people, different problems, right? Mm -hmm. But one nice thing about the passphrase is that the passphrase does not have Bitcoin complication, right? It, it's just like a, a salt essentially on top of it, right? Like it's just it's like a little sprinkle of entropy on top of your of your seed, um, and and. Like that helps a lot because you can still have a simple wallet, right? You don't have to complicate anything with because see, when people, one thing that people need to make sure is if you're using multi-sig, you have a copy of the redeem script because you don't know if this wallet provider will be around tomorrow. That's the reason why we started like the what was it? what's the website again? Walletsrecovery.org. Yeah, oh, great, great site. Which by the way, walletsrecovery.com redirects to CoinKite. You should, just, you should redirect it to Does the it? .org, you asshole. Oh, it's old. No, I have that. I have that link. Well, this is back. me telling you to redirect it to the proper site. <laughs> well, you know what? Just because it said that, I won't. Um, <laughs> no, um, I have no ads on that website. God damn it. Um, Walletsrecovery.org. Here you yeah. go. Yeah. So anyway, so the the point is, um, and, and that website only shows the derivation path. Right, I mean, it doesn't even have the redeem script of some of these wallets. So, uh, if you are gonna use multi-sig for real money, please have a key, a, a copy of your redeem script. You need to be able to recover without an original wallet, and with multi-sig, that is that can be a monumental problem. It could be irredeemable problem. <laughs> Seriously, it could. Um, so. Um, so yeah, so so that's one nice thing about the the passphrase, especially for non-technical people. Passphrase, you know, you have your seed in one place, you have your passphrase in another, and you know it, it's you know if the entropy is right on this on the on the passphrase, 128 128 bits a minimum, you, you know you're good. How many is that? Six words or twelve words? I can't remember now. Oh. I I I was zoned out, so yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, you should at least have like I'd say six words. Yeah, minimum six words. Yeah. Anyways, go for twelve. Why not? 
it's it's like it's, it's a it's a half a plate. Are we talking about passphrase? Yeah. Well, your micro SD cards default to twelve. Yeah. So so that's that's it. Was that the question? Anyways, go with that. Go with twelve words. Um, it, it, it's like it's half of a seed plate, and it's a full of some of the other plates. Uh, and you know, and, and then like I mean, good luck to an attacker, right? Like I mean, you're you're way past the point where somebody who who could own you entropy wise. Um, and it's nice. It's like it's like a lot of this stuff. It's like it may sound difficult, but it's peace of mind, right? Like you know, you can sleep at ease. Why not make banks actually useful and take advantage of their vaults to store your hardware wallet? So, okay. So here's the truth about bank vaults in most countries, aside from like Monaco and Switzerland, um, is that bank vaults, like safe deposit boxes, uh, anybody with a fake ID or maybe a fake ID plus a bank card can get into your safe deposit box. Okay, it really does not seem that hard. Uh, and if they don't have the key, which they won't, they're just going to like show the ID and whatever, and they're going to drill it and charge them 200 bucks for the fee of, of drilling the lock. Uh, and then there is the fact that like government can go after your safe deposit box, especially if it's tax authority, right? They don't actually tax. The tax people in most countries have extrajudicial powers, so they could go after your bank vaults. Uh, so bank vaults are great if they don't have the full secret. They're a fantastic place to keep uh, um, uh, encrypted micro SD card. Uh, somebody said bank vaults make no sense to me. No, yeah, I mean, they, or they, they, they do. Encrypted just not SD card solution. makes sense or multi-sig. They can be used in multi-sig. Yeah. But you should just assume that the bank vault has been compromised. If you use a bank vault, if you use a, a safe deposit box, you should assume that safe deposit box is, is yeah. fucking compromised. That exactly. people are accessing it all the time. That that yep. should be the assumption you operate under. Yep. Next question. Um, do you own coldcroc.com or is that a freak trolling you? Oh my god, whoever freak, whichever freak owns the domain, I will trade you for a cold card. Guys, charge more than that, man. Ping me on Twitter and I'll trade you that domain. Um, so freaks, I mean, we're way behind schedule here. I appreciate you all joining us for the first episode of Citadel Dispatch. I'm pretty hyped about releasing this. Uh, I, I literally had two weeks left to be able to claim that, uh, this show launched in 2020. So here we go. Um, but, uh, we've, we've entered the Q and a period. So if you want to hit us with your, your, your hard questions, um, I mean, now's, now's the time to hit us with these questions. Hang hey, on, I finished hard. my wine. I'm going to go get some bourbon. One second. Oh, Robert Hamilton owns that. He bought gold crock. Nice. So Robert, <laughs> Robert, front run. Robert, you hold on to, you hodl that domain. Like you're going to make Rodolfo pay millions of sats for that domain at some point. Fuck it. When Bitcoin is a million dollar per coin, you'll buy Crocs. Look, no. Robert is very low time preference. He he wants, he <laughs> wants you to send me a cold card and then he'll give it to you. It's deal. You got a deal, sir. Okay. Unchained Capital. We have a question about Unchained Capital. They are a sponsor of the podcast. Um, but are so they a full disclosure on that. 
Um, they're also my boys. I like them a lot. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, it, it's, they offer a great service. Uh, you know, they hold your hand and you have to trust them with your privacy. That is, that is the trade-off that, that you do. Um, it's a similar trade-off to Casa. Um, I, I really like Unchained also offers you the ability to take out a loan uh, collateralized by your Bitcoin, which I don't really love, at least right now for me. I guess if the price goes up, I might like it more. It's 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 basically a tax preferred way of taking money out of your Bitcoin because uh, in the U.S. at least you don't pay capital gains tax if you do it that way. But if you do that, you have to make sure that you uh, you're over collateralized because you could have a March 12th incident where the price just goes down, you know, 50, 60 percent on you, and if you're not ready for that, uh, you're going to lose your Bitcoin. So most of those loans. Um, so the way it works is they'll take you, they, they will remind you it's 70%, 75%, and then at 80% of your principal, that's when they will, uh, margin call you. They'll liquidate you. But the problem with Mar March 12th is all those notifications happened in like five minutes. Oh yeah. I mean, like that's, that's ultimately, that's the problem that I have with a lot of these loan companies is that they need to, to, uh, to create what I call balls. And then, uh, and then sort of figure out how to create a buffer to deal with that problem, right? Because it shouldn't be a customer problem. Like nobody can send your transaction in five minutes because but it, I mean, know, it may be in the shitter. The thing is, the thing is, is like when you deal with mortgages with houses, like the housing market doesn't fall apart in the period of 45 minutes. But the you thing know, is, so people, so are, people are learning on the fly here. Yeah. Um, I, it's important to delineate between the two products they have their handheld multi-sig service where they are a co-signer they have one key for you um you are trusting them with your privacy and then they have the second service which is this loan product which the loan product is absolutely best in class it's the only product that lets you actually know your coins aren't being re-lent out um you can see them on chain and you're not only trusting unchained with it they have a third party that holds the third key so unchained has a key third party has a key and you have a key. Um, so, so in a situation where they have to take your collateral from you, um, they're going to go to that third party legally and they're going to petition them to get access to your coins, which is not the case with their competitors. Um, so if you are going to go for a loan product, there, there's no better option. And if you're going to go for a hosted multi-sig because you want your handheld, I, I think they're a very good option, uh, but you are trusting them with your privacy and it's important to realize that trade-off. Rodolfo, what do you think about Shamir's secrets? Why why don't we have that on cold card yet? We already have encrypted backup. It solves the same concept, the same 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 situation. It's the same minus the complication. Like, so see with Shamir, like Shamir is great, and and we you know we want to add it, not 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 the slip Shamir because that's extra complicated for no reason. So if I, if we were to implement Shamir, we would have three shares, so three SD cards that would be interchangeable, ideally, in implementation where the order doesn't matter. So if you have two, you're good, right? Um, but but uh, but Shamir, for the sake of Shamir, just to be, uh, you know, just 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 to have the bullet point, we're not gonna do it. We already have like. 
the, the micro SD encryption that we have is solid, right? Like it's SHA-256, AES-CTR. Um, I like that it looks like a seed. It's, yeah, I think that's it, yeah exactly. That we, are using, like we're, we are using BIP39, we're using BIP39 words so that there is no confusion. Mm -hmm. There's no way for you to fuck it up. It's only 12 words. And you know what's funny? This is this is a cool one. I, somebody suggested. Um, so you can set up another cold card <laughs> with those 12 words as the seed, uh, as your honeypot. So then you have those seeds read no, those seeds, which are the encryption keys for the auto one. Is it a valid seed? Yeah. I with mean, the checksum and everything? I, I think it is. I can't I I, I yeah. I can't remember now 100% if you have to ignore validation or not. I kind of like if it, I, I, sure. I hope it's a real seed. If it's not, it shouldn't be in the next firmware update. I like that <laughs> idea. I like that concept. I love that, like in the next firmware update, as if we don't have a massive list. Jesus Christ, did you see the side? Well, then, of the just firmware? note it. Note it, Rodolfo. I'll, I'll, I'll remind you every note fucking it. rabbit hole recap. Actually, if I'm going to go bury on you. Note it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking note it. Um, uh, we have 6102 has two comments. Uh, he, he wants to say that, um, he thinks even though his multi-sig jurisdictional idea is fucking genius, um, he thinks that you should also have some Bitcoin on hand that you can hand an attacker just so that they're happy yes. and they fucking leave and yes. they just don't bother you anymore. Yes. Um, Make sure you have robbers money. Good advice. And then he also has a hard hitting question for you, Rodolfo. Um, no. <laughs> when when QR codes? So we already support QR codes for the Explorer, right? If you type, if you type, I can't remember now if it's four or six on the Block Explorer. That's four. Four. Uh, I don't use that feature. See, I use the feature in the. Product. I don't use that feature. You should verify your addresses. Dude, we have mode. too much. Why aren't you doing it? Who fucking needs to verify? It's this is paranoia stuff. <laughs> wow, wow. You guys, you I guys click like, that out and post that you to guys Twitter. Only go way too far. The shit. Listen, we build the features, right? So like, you guys go way too far. The shit. I just make sure I, you know, I don't go to like, you know, when 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 some. Porn.exe shows up on my email. <laughs> I don't click on it, right? Like it's that simple. Um, anyways, so so okay, so the maximum amount of data we can support to the current hardware on the screen, okay, is an address. Um, but uh, but look, okay, so so fuck a few things. So Q, QR codes are fun and great. We love them. We love them before Bitcoin. Okay, as a company, um, we were doing QR codes with fucking payment terminals before color screens were around Bitcoin. Um, okay, so we the, got it. The, exactly right. So, so, so the problem is two things. There's cost. Okay, so as the screen size increases and you don't give up security, the the cost of the overall hardware is going to increase. So that's one thing. Um, so that's just for the display side, right? And then there's the camera side. Great, more money. Um, but then PSBTs are large. PSBTs for multi-sig of complex transactions can get very large. So, you know, I know the kids like to play with the animated QRs, but they have limits too. Um, and, and they're not human legible, 
I have a major problem with shit that's not human legible. So do you know how you like to check your address on your code card with the QR that you just said? And I don't even do it. Um, <laughs> I I check my... See, this to me is the beautiful thing of Bitcoin. It's like you read the shit on the screen and then you don't get robbed, right? But so, in air gap mode, the only way to do that is if you go to Address Explorer. Right, that's the problem. So now if you're using the microSD, you shuffle your stuff, you check on the computer, you check on the signing part, right? You should be good. Um, now with QRs, QRs are great, are fun, are very easy, especially good for setting up wallets more than they are for transactions because nobody should have their fucking hardware wallets in their pockets. If you have your hardware wallet in your pockets, you should seriously seek some psychological help, okay? <laughs> they don't. It's like if you have pocket money, pocket, put it on your phone, put it in a, in a single SIG hot wallet. Who cares? It's it's like it's, it's hot money, right? Um, hardware wallets are not a device for you to keep around, right? They're, they're not supposed to feel friendly like you should have them in your pocket or in your butt. Like, don't do it. Um, and and, and well, I think Bitcoin fixes putting anything in your butt, freaks. That, like that no one needs to put true. things in their butt. Let's it's, just get that settled. It's a surprising <laughs> amount of compressed data. They're trying to progress, um, not regress it back. <laughs> Seriously, it's like I, I push back on Bitcoin fixes this meme, but Bitcoin fixes you know putting financial instruments in your asshole. You, know, you don't have to do that anymore. Gold card, not not about open dime. Um, so well, the option exists at least. It, it does. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, it's like I, 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 and I, and I think we should seriously like push back on on devices and people out there who talk about, oh, this device is great, it feels great in the hand, and you want to take this with you. No, this device should be cozy in some corner somewhere, not available to you, right? Like, like any. Okay, like, Rodolfo, you've gone into like a long tangent. Yes. The the answer is he's going to release one that can scan QR codes and do PSBTs through QR codes eventually. No, yeah. Same problem. Yeah. Of course, we're going to make we we have a device. Thank you, Rodolfo. In, okay. We have a side project that's becoming a full time project <laughs> to make exactly right. That's to make a, a like a proper hardware wallet with QR code and camera, not like what's available right now. Um, there we go, freaks. You heard I, it here first. This is, this is why you tune in. This is why you tune in to Citadel Dispatch. You get but, more information. But, but here's the point, though. It's not necessarily. You might be gaining a few points in 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 UX, right? But like, we're still gonna sell Mark Three or Mark Four to the reasonable people that don't want QR codes and cameras on their hardware wallets. Mm -hmm. Um. But I, I think there is enough demand for people that want to pay a lot more and get a device that has a camera and a bigger screen. Uh, I think that would be great for operational wallets so that, you know, like your your admin funds or your everyday sort of need to spend from your desk kind of deal um, as opposed to your, listen, your holdo should not be available by a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make that shit easy. Like it's insanity to me when people talk about making Bitcoin easy. No, <laughs> if it's your real money, don't make it easy. Hard, very hard. Under a mine, hard. Uh, 
Do I need to add more adjectives? Uh, no, that uh, I'm glad I got you to nail down the point. Um, there's a question for me from Roman. Do I still recommend Rasabi or is it currently too flawed to use? Um, I, I don't recommend the coin join. Uh, I, I think you should either use Whirlpool or join the market. Um, but I do think it is, is, is useful to access your cold card. It's, it's a very nice, easy way to access your cold card without your own node. Um, I do think it's preferable for you to use uh, Spectre and Bitcoin Core with your cold card. I think that's the better way to do it. But then you have to use your, you, you know, the Bitcoin Core is your your own node. So it, it does require more bandwidth and it does require more storage space. But uh, you can use a prune. So it's like 10 gigs of storage. Um, so I don't really think it's that much of a negative and you um, can find that guide at we run bitcoin.com. And what's cool is if you followed my previous guide with Wasabi and cold card, it's the same derivation paths and everything. You just follow the fucking wizard inspector and your wallet will show up. You don't have to like transfer anything. Mike has, Mac, Matt has great guides, by the way, go to all his 50,000 domains. He has a domain problem. <laughs> Yeah, the only person who rivals me in domains is you, Mr. Cole. No, I don't have I might have one or two, that's it. Um so <laughs> I I you know it's kind of funny, like so the weatherman is always wrong, right? Like about the weather, right? Um <laughs> so you know, we know that, right? I mean you check what what's is it gonna be cold or hot today? They're always wrong, right? So the weatherman is always wrong. Um and and the word the weatherman works for big media. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I think there is one interesting point though, is there is no harm in, in people having a separate computer, right? Like, you know, you get yourself a cheaper laptop or your older model that has a full running, uh, a, sorry, a full node running on it. Uh, it has, you know, your preferred wallet, maybe has a few other wallets that you like playing with. You know, it has proper uh, disk encryption running on it. You know, and, and it's like a laptop that you can experiment on, you, you know, in terms of like trying to secure it further and stuff. Um, it, it's not, you're not going to have private keys in this computer, but this is going to be a, like a reasonably clean computer where you don't add your Gmail shit in it. Uh, and, and that's where you, you, you do your, your accounting. Right, you're you're bitcoining. Um, it, it's it's a great way of just making sure that you know when you click on porn.exe on your email, it doesn't open your electrum and sends everything out. Right? <laughs> um, it, it, it's such a like a, a simple thing to do. Just segregate your your needs. Yeah, I mean, and if you own five hundred dollars in Bitcoin, like whatever, fucking YOLO. You know, but as you own more, like you should spend the extra four hundred dollars to have a dedicated fucking computer for it. Yeah, it, it's uh, no, I mean, listen, people should have a dedicated computer regardless, right? Like for your online banking. I mean, yeah, but, but I mean, if you're if, if you're a pleb, if you're a pro a proper pleb, and you you know you have fucking nothing, like I understand. You shouldn't That's be really listening fine. to this podcast. You should be going to find the means of income. But this is the first step, Rodolfo. This is the first no, step. No, go find income. Stop listening to podcasts. <laughs> find income, people. Rodolfo, what if they're In the middle of the night while they're working their job? You know. Oh, that's true. See, well, they're bettering themselves in two ways at once. Rodolfo, what's the lifespan of an MK3? Wait, 
Uh, well, I mean, like forever ish, not. Uh, <laughs> or you say I, that's I, a like, puppy sale. Long time. Oh, no, so so like this is the problem, right? Like, and, and so this is a new technology, right? Like Bitcoin is a completely new thing, never existed. It's it's like sure the the crypto on it is old, but these problems have never existed before, right? We have never had to hold the money in the computer. Right, like that, just psh, mind exploding. Um, so as we try to figure out how to do this right, <laughs> uh, like, and and as Dude, coal mines are hard work, man. Right, exactly. So, so like, you you have to like, you you're gonna have to evolve the hardware, right? Like, there's a reason why you don't use like old phones and like. You know, the, the, the phone, you get a new phone from Apple fucking every year, right? Sure, you don't get a lot these days, but you used to. Uh, you used to get substantially new things in it. Um, and and remember, right? Like, I mean, if you guys were willing to buy a $10,000 hardware wallet, I mean, you know, I could do magic. Like, you're good for fucking 10,000 years. Um, seriously. Uh, but I can't, right? I have to sell you like some hundred bucks device. So I have to work with, with like economies, with like market economies. So we're trying to figure out how to do this stuff, uh, in a way that is economical and, and it's as secure as possible. And, and if you have to spend an extra hundred bucks every couple of years or so on a new one, well, so be it. And if you don't want to follow along, well, too bad. So what are you uh, saying? What are you saying? Are you saying the lifespan's a couple of years? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, the, listen, Mark One is still more secure than the Trezor without the updates. So it's not a simple answer. Joe, Joe is asking us why do people keep sharing the ledger list? You have to assume the ledger list is accessed by every single person. Like it, that, it, that, it's, that's yeah, just the result. Like, Once it hits the internet, ask Barbara Streisand about it. Once it hits the internet, it's done. Forget she about. She doesn't know. She's still complaining to her lawyer. Take it down. I'm. I see. I, I've seen that ledger is going around. I know there's like one site. I forget. Intel X.io or something. It's everywhere, like guys. It's it's done. It's probably a torrent. It's done. Already. It's done. This is not trying to put the toothpaste back into the tube. Is not the right approach. Oh. Best approach is to make sure that all the people that are on this list know that they're on the list. Yep. It's done. The problem is it's hard to notify them because they're getting so many fucking ledger fake emails saying warning day. them. So if if you're you get if you're able to get your hands on the list, you know, do a little pass, see if your friends, your family, anyone you might know is on there and you know May I suggest get in and let them know. Tell everybody you know that is not necessarily super, you know, not clicking on the button on an email kind of person. Just mark as spam. This is why this is why I mean Rodolfo to, to push back like this is I mean that's why Gmail's kind of nice for the average user. Right? No. Because if a bunch of us are clicking mark spam, then it won't show up in their inbox. So for example, to this day, we don't accept the Yahoo emails on Kwankai shopping cart because I may have been like five, six years, seven years ago when uh, Yahoo decided to uh, block our way of doing DKIM because we do it the right way and they don't believe in our way of doing it. So, an email server is such a pain. There's so many challenges. No, it, it's a nightmare. Yeah, so, no. so email was essentially all cattle 
into you having to pay a provider. Period. You cannot run your own email server. We can run an email server. We tried. Alex, can... Alex Cho is asking if he's on the list. He said he's he fine. Amazon. I personally bought some ledgers from Amazon and I'm not on the list. No, if you bought from Amazon, you're not on the list automatically. Don't I mean, buy harder wallets outside of the original reseller, <laughs> please. Including the other ones. Amazon. You're on a different list, Alex, but you're not on yeah, this yeah. list. <laughs> you're on a exactly. You are in the IRS naughty list. But 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 the reason you shouldn't buy from Amazon isn't because of the list. It's because you might be sent a device that is not the real device. Yeah. So that's the risk. Exactly. And and with Ledger, they have the secure element. So when you connect it to Ledger Live, it's supposed to authenticate. So like out of all of the one out of all the hardware wallets, if you're gonna buy any from Amazon, don't but you shouldn't. No, no. You buy either direct. Okay, because think about it this way. Amazon is selling your fucking information to everybody else. Yeah, Amazon's a marketing company. Let's be honest. Exactly. Ledger is only yeah. leaking it yeah. <laughs> to the whole internet. <laughs> but, no, but seriously, like, don't. Okay. I mean, people direct... in general shouldn't use Amazon. Like, we just shouldn't be using Amazon for nah, things. Nah, fuck that. It's just too convenient. Go to your local Main Street. Wait until you have to buy diapers. And go Matt. buy things from them. Matt, wait until you have to buy diapers. Yeah, Alex. And then you're gonna Alex, be you're gonna look, go Amazon maximalism. Look, Rodolfo, I've told Marty this, and I'll tell you this on air. Um, the important thing is that you price all of your diapers in sats so that it can truly destroy you in ten years. <laughs> Dude, domains did that to me already. Danny wants us to just Ledger should have just sold the data and monetized it. They probably already did. Keep it simple, Bitcoin. Just fucking send me a message on Keybase yeah, and I'll send you the fucking list. We'll, we'll hook you up with it. And Dude, if anyone else have, <laughs> if, if any if anyone has an issue where they're concerned, they bought a ledger or whatever, you can send me the email and I'll look it up for you and let you know. Yeah. Oh, so this is a key thing here, okay? Whenever there is a leak of any website, never, never go on a website that claims to check for you. And type your goddamn information. Oh, yeah, that's one thing. Never. That's one thing that's interesting here is that everyone's telling people to go to haveibeenpwned.com, which I love their website. They are a fantastic website, but they they don't tell you if if you're part of the email side or if you're part of the mailing address side. Uh, if because I was part of the email side and they told me I was part of the email side, but they said that addresses were released or whatever. They don't they don't make it clear. Gotcha. So, so if you if you go to haveibeenpwned.com, it might tell you that you your mailing address has been exposed. But seven hundred fifty thousand people—that's not the case. Somebody's asking here, Alex Cho, is BlockFi safe? No, BlockFi is not safe, Alex. I mean, listen, it, it's all your it, money. It's a tricky question, right? All it is, nuance. I would say Don't it is that. as safe as a payday loan website. Yeah. Yeah, payday loans are like the least. They're like the most malicious fucking financial. No, I mean, that, no, dude, it's tricky, right? Like they're the only people willing to also give loan to people that don't pay back, right? So it's it's not it's it's uh, complicated. Who else? Cloth diapers for the win. Yeah, fuck dude, cloth dude, diapers. My problem with BlockFi is it's twofold. It's custodial and it's heavily KYC'd. Yes. So so it's a black box. You're sending your Bitcoin into a black box. Um, and they're going to KYC you on a, on top of that. So 
you're trusting them with your private information and you're trusting them with your Bitcoin. If you want to do that, feel free to do that. It's a free market. And I believe that people should have options, but I think it's a, it's a bad idea for 99% of people. I think most people will regret it ultimately, um, but I, I'm, I'm completely cool. I, I, I personally think that people have the right to get wrecked. Like if you want to go buy, yeah. fucking Ripple, go buy Ripple. I'm cool with that. You go um, buy Ripple, listen, store all your it, wealth in fucking pennies. If you want to store your wealth in pennies, I'm cool with that. If you want a Bitcoin back loan, at least go with like Unchained or Landon or so. Robert Hamilton player. is destroying you, bro. Like, Crockite.com now redirects the cold card. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I accept that. I accept that. No, now if he really, really like wants to take this to the next level, he would make a picture of a cold card with two Crocs on it and make a single page website. But, anyways. That's what I would do. Uh, now, uh, Honey and Honor on Twitter is asking, Matt, is this going on the pod? Yes. Like, are you going to release this on the pod feed? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be on the pod as audio only. Hell yeah. Obviously, because it's a pod. Are they ready for that? I mean, I, 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 think, I think they're going to love it. Yeah, I think we did a pretty good job at reading out the questions. I don't think too much will be. I mean, I, we were supposed to cut it at fucking one hour. And we're we're on I, I told you, dude. It's like so I'm going to cut it at two hours officially. So oh, you, you, you have seven minutes. You have seven minutes for questions. Let's make it happen. All right, all right. Let, let me grab some. There was a lightning question down okay, hit us. at. Uh, I can't scroll. I'm scrolling. Thing was about um, whether custodial lightning wallets are going to be the main way that people transact. And uh, yeah. I think that's a fantastic question. I think uh, custodial wallets are definitely going to be an inevitability in the space and it's going to be a way a lot of people transact. But the way that lightning uh, is set up and the tech that you know is out there and, and the non-custodial wallets that we have, I've been really pushing noobs to really check out Breeze and Phoenix. I think that the fees are going to be able to be low enough and reasonable for these wallets that um, a lot of people are going to be able to just control their own keys and not go the custodial route. So I think there's going to be uh, ample competition for people to pick and choose the routes they go. And the people that do want to, you know, go their own route of keeping their own keys, uh, you know, they're still going to be able to use everything without enduring too many fees on lightning. Well, I mean, I want to push back on that a little bit, right? Like there's nuance in lightning land. Is this when I shit on lightning or no? No, no. One second, Rodolfo. Just hold just on. Just you, 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 you go, man. You go up, Rodolfo. Remember, um, the market still um, stands. They give me a before, block. Before, before, before we have the NVK FUD, the proper FUD, um, I, I, I want to hit you with some light FUD. Uh, it is I love I love the guys at Breeze. I think they, they have a fantastic product. I fully support wallet. it. I shill it all the time. I have a guide for it. I love Phoenix wallet. Um it's quasi custodial. Right? Like there's there's trust. You it, it involves trust in this centralized third party. You're trusting them to maintain the chain the channels for you and uh Yeah, if you trust someone to maintain your payment channels. Like that's fucking custody. Mm, in a way, I mean, if you could recover the funds from the seed that you get, 
Is it though? I mean, you're more so trusting them with information that's going over the wire than and they could fuck you. If they wanted to fuck you, they could fuck you. Uh, by tracking where the transactions are going in that regard. Yeah. If you're not running your own full node, which you totally should, you should get on lightning. If you have a full node, set that up, have a device that's running 24 seven, connect with something thing like a zap or a Zeus and manage lightning that way. That's the best way to use lightning network. However, for people just getting their feet wet, custodial is completely fine. If you want to take it one more step, the non-custodial options like Breeze and Phoenix are really, really good right now. I mean, there, there are caveats, you know, the, the channels that are open to you are sort of limited and you're trusting them uh, to know what those channels are and those transactions going over the wire. But you could essentially always pull your phones off of them if you have to see. Okay. I mean, I think you just, I mean, I respect the shit out of you, but I, I feel like you just kind of glossed over the, the, the real, the real nut of the issue there. You can't get the fucking funds out. You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the problem with I'm lightning. Cool with I'm general. fine with it. No, so I, I use Lightning Custodial only, right? There is no fucking way I'm going to waste the time that it is to fucking set the no, shit up. If, if you have the seed, right, you could force the channel close, right, and you get your funds I out. Know. Who's forcing channel closes on Breeze? No Somebody needs to make... So do you know how you can have a sweep uh, a sweep uh, uh, private key on most more interesting wallets for Bitcoin? Somebody needs to make a an equivalent feature on lightning wallets. It's like, here's the secret I have for lightning. Go get my money. Uh, it's not necessarily possible. Uh, sorry, one There's second. Complexities here. in it. Certainly it's not the same as, yeah. you know, pulling it off an on-chain wallet. You know, it's not, it's, it's a total different beast. Like, you know, I shit on lightning mostly because it's not really Bitcoin. It's a whole, completely different beast. it's based on bitcoin but it's a completely different beast um i think custodio is how lightning is gonna play out um and i don't think there's a problem with that because the amounts are so low and and that's the sweet spot for it right that's the whole purpose of it yeah that's true right it's, so, it's Account, it's not like you're going to be storing large amounts for yeah. long-term storage there unless you're like a big entity like an exchange or you're doing routing that's a good point mm -hmm. so uh, i i you know the 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 custodial ones are, are getting better i personally use a blue wallet i have some i think probably 200 bucks on a on a blue wallet uh <laughs> lightning wallet custodial that's that's uh that somebody bought a couple cold cards for me in a taxi in Riga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Uh we were in a taxi sitting on the back of the taxi and somebody you know, gave taxis me in Riga, it's like a, it's a good place to be. I've yeah, been and, and somebody cards. gave me two hundred bucks worth of uh, Bitcoin uh, over lightning. Uh that was uh yeah, that's the only lightning I have. Uh, I've tried running the lightning node shit and all that stuff. It's just Jesus Christ. Like, no, it's just, it's just, it's just too much. Um, I, I think, ah, I think there is a lot to go.
It's cool though. It's necessary. It's just the fees are not high enough yet on Bitcoin for people to start saying, fuck yeah, when lightning. Yeah, I mean, you need the fees to go up. Like, exactly. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Although, go that's going to be the main driver for but, the network but, to grow and for people to get on board and the fees. I, I agree with that. But the lightning channel fee stuff has not been sorted out yet with high fees. That's another sort of open problem. I mean, certainly as fees go up on train uh, operators, will be uh you know rising their lightning routing fees we're going to definitely be seeing that but you know we, we got to see all the dynamics in play and we're really not gonna see what happens probably until next year and uh when, when we see that be rushed when we see that mania again so it's going to be really interesting this next year to see how that all plays out uh is there a way to do lightning of liquid Lightning of liquid? Yeah. I mean, isn't liquid in itself a network? Well, why would that need another lightning layer? I'm just curious because the fees are like nothing on liquid. Uh, that could be an interesting way of doing gambling. <laughs> Never mind. Different conversation. Uh, I, I, think, I think they're sort of competing entities and competing networks. No, I think they solve different problems. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean, you're also going to potentially see interesting stuff like RGB where people are going to be creating assets on LN and that's going to be going head to head with Liquid and creating tokens on that. Wait, are they going to do NFT shit on RGB over Lightning? Well, the RGB team is trying there. They want to push that forward. That'd be pretty cool, actually. I mean, because uh, RGB has been around for like Jesus Christ, how many years, right? Like, and and just never sort of took off. I want all the scams to come to Bitcoin. <laughs> no, seriously, I want every single scam that exists in every single shit coin to. I want all that value to be sort of swollen by Bitcoin, right? Well, I, I think we're definitely going to see a lot of that come this way, both through RGB on LN and uh liquid for sure yeah all right matt more questions um i thought something I, about password managers somehow um, somehow the the screen share got fucked up i was trying yeah to, i saw I, that the the, Bi the dashboard's gone bitcoin is pumping right now oh it's so I, uh I trying to get a live shit it's thirty thousand like it's important it's uh, 30,700 Canadian on my block clock meeting. Um, We're about to push 24K USD. Um, Robert is telling me that if Marty was hosting this, it'd be a three-hour pod, but Marty, but Matt is a party pooper. Yeah, exactly. Marty's a totally party pooper. Um, right, Matt. This party is ridiculous. Uh, we provided a shit ton of content for you guys uh, this, this week, the holiday week of Christmas week. Um, while other media outlets, so-called media outlets were like, oh, we're going to take a holiday break. Bullshit holiday break. TFTC doesn't take a holiday break. Um, so we, we've launched a new show in the middle of this fucking break while we're fucking loading you with content. Uh, so, so, so Matt, do you send us the check at the end of this? So how does this work? What, what it, we're, we're going to put the, this track is going to go into the, the RSS feed after, after this. Hell yeah. Um, Evan, do you do you uh, do you agree with that? I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know. It might, might end up sending a lightning invoice in that. Let's see. <laughs> so we uh, have, I, I think KeePass is the best password manager. Put it on encrypted cloud storage like Nest Cloud. Trezor it is what Travis said. Do um, not put your passwords in the fucking cloud. Yeah, fuck that, guys. Uh, no. KeePass, great no. KeePass X, really good. No. Oh, uh, and great format for doing stuff, but don't put that shit in the cloud. Why? No. Make some USB backups and encrypt them if you can. But and and whatever you do, like seriously, do not use your fucking hardware wallet for email login with those uh, U2F tokens. Do not plug your fucking hardware wallets on a computer. It was a very bad idea that people should not have done. Okay. Um, that was pretty intense. I agree. Sorry, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I think KeePass is the best option, though. Like you should no, use KeePass, but but use it offline and store your backups offline. What about Pass? Pass is great. Or 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 if, honestly, like a, just a notebook where you keep your passwords and you secure the notebook securely. There you go. Yeah, it's like not a great. bad idea. It's like Beaver's really not. Great. It's like a very easy concept for people to understand. Boomer friendly. Um, yo, ask Wu. The reason we did 6 p.m. New York time was so that you could watch, you can listen to this live uh, because you're European. There will never be a morning show because mornings fucking suck. Why Fuck would morning. I? Why would I participate in in broadcasting during mornings? Like mornings are for me. I'm going to enjoy my mornings. Plus, you can't drink on a morning unless you're an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what? I'm going to fucking come on here sober? Like, that's ridiculous. Guys, it's a, it's a horrible concept. Coffee, you know? I, an Irish coffee could be pretty good. Yeah, but for a morning <laughs> show... The thing is, you won't get shit done the rest of the day. Yeah. That's the real kicker. <laughs> if Marty was hosting, we'd be over 24K. Fuck you. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Okay, next question. Some Brijan guy asked if uh, if his uh, Model T is safe over a Mark III. No. Sorry. I, it, no. It, it is. I mean, I... Over a Mark III? No. Not over a Mark III, but it's no. fine for most situations. I mean, you're recommending Electrum for boomers. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. It's a different problem. I condemn it's that. Okay. Veracrypt is probably oh, backdoored. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah, no, just use pass, okay? If you have any command line capabilities, there is this, this open source program that's based on PGP. So they don't try to roll on their own crypt, which is normally the problem. It, it, it's called pass, P-A-S-S. -S. That's it. This app, well, it's a it's a command line app. You install it from Brew oh, or from AppGet. Pass is great. What? You might want have to link that one. That might not be the easiest one to Google pass. Yo, yeah, guys. it's a problem. It's kind of like calling Yo, your guys, program. Calling your band various artists in the iPod era. It's a no-go. Oh, that's a great name for a company that would never be Googleable. We broke 24K. Boom. All right, guys, stay humble. It wasn't our it wasn't Yeah, our no, goal. it was totally this feed a hundred percent. It was all <laughs> us, a hundred percent. We told, do you know why? Right stroke, put little baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's level.
levels to it, you and I know. Bitch, be humble. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Hold up, no. Hold up, no. <laughs> Did it hit you? Did it hit you? Matt, do you know how we broke? It's all of our fault for breaking 24. We told everybody to take the money out of the, the exchanges. So That's there's no liquidity. Exactly. It's a, it's a short squeeze. Man, you should do this regularly every week, Matt. That's right. I mean, I, I think that's the plan. The plan is if the freaks like it, should we do this every week? I I, I think I think the, the every week is the plan. Yeah, there we go. This is fun. Matt is trying to hold you back. Don't stay humble. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up. Come on. Uh, this is fucking fantastic. Um, I love you all. All right. Um, a special Wait. thanks to Evan and NVK for joining <laughs> us. Um, yeah, it was this, a real honor. You know, this is why yeah, this is why we Bitcoin. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, wait, it's Christmas week. All right, who gives Matt the best nickname on the comments gets a free code card. <laughs> and wait for the rain. I'm willing to play this game, so it has I, I to be. It. it has to be both funny and fitting. Marty did it. It was the mention of Marty's name put us over 24k, and I, I agree for dive the Dow. <laughs> yeah, well, it certainly didn't hurt. Scrooge Adele. <laughs> I like Scrooge that. Was ridiculous. He does is, not uh, deserve a fucking cold card. Ask Scrooge Odell for his email address. Never give him a fucking coin kite device ever. I don't know, man. Scrooge Odell, I think, might get like extra prizes. I know. That's Scrooge Odell is really good. I it's agree. really is good. Uncle Did you Jim register like, the domain? Uncle Jim's understood. We know we know Uncle yeah. Jim already. Registered the domain before it's taken. No, no. Uncle Jim was taken like in 2007 by some <laughs> fucking <drunk>. asshole. <laughs> Stay drunk. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's way better. Oh, yeah. Blue <laughs> shield go dirt. That's I'm wearing the hat right off. now. <laughs> Masks off, Matty. <laughs> Well, this this is uh this is definitely entertaining. Blue steel Joe Dirt, let's fucking go. Oh, we got we got a cam a cam girl action there. Mario. <laughs> These are all horrible nicknames. Yeah, Matt they're terrible. Bell. Rose Titanic. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah. Mad or Jingle Bell? Eh, I mean, you know, eh, you know, maybe a sat over lightning. I think all these people should just go buy a treasure and use it <laughs> with wallet.treasure.io. Just use their node, just like fucking <laughs> have fun staying poor. <laughs> My goal in life is to have fun staying poor. I hope you guys are all 100%. Doing the same thing. 100%. Block clock rules is not a nickname. Anyway, freaks. <laughs> um, I guess Rodolfo is going to decide which one of your horrible nicknames. The, the Scrooge Odell wins 100%. Yeah, I mean, that was the best you, one. You, you, you somehow figure out a way. The one bell geek 
uh, reach out to me or fucking Rodolfo, and he's yeah. going to send you a fucking free cold card. Um, no, you're 100%. You're getting it. That's Dow is good. Jedi Matt, you got to stick with the force. Oh, Mitchers Matt. Mitchers a little Matt. A little, a little AA there, Mitchers Mike. <laughs> Mitchers Matt. Fuck me. Stay drunk. Or got them giggles, though. He's right. He's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not like a Christmas card, not a nickname. Fatty Matty. Very eh. good. Okay. Same name on Twitter. DM coming from one dull geek. He's on point. He's he's got it. He's got it. Yeah, no, he he knows he got it. It's not uh, gonna get better than that. I doubt it. Anyway, right. freaks. Yeah, we're we done. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining. <laughs> A big thanks to NVK and Evan for joining us for the first episode. We'll see you next week, Tuesday, at twenty three hundred UTC, which is six p.m. Eastern time with two new guests. Stay humble, stack sats. Peace and love, freaks. Wait, we're not here next time? Cause the moon is my home